welcome to the Conscious Coaches on the Mission, the podcast where we take super inspiring and profitable mindset, energetics, and online business strategy and get it into the hands of the most heart-centered people like you, creating mission-driven, soul-aligned businesses. I'm your host, Eugenia Oganova. I am a Clairvoyant seven-figure business strategist, personal transformation expert, and a messaging energetics coach with over 20 years of experience. I'm the owner and CEO of TranscensionGate.com and the creator of the Conscious Future Method. I'm also a best-selling author of three books, and I've been featured in over 100 publications, specializing in helping spiritual coaches and healers sustainably scale into multiple six and seven figures without forcing themselves to work harder by weaving masculine business strategy to feminine quantum energetics and customizing with their unique soul design and mission. Twice per week, in my 20-minute conversations, I'll be celebrating one lucky conscious entrepreneur on a unique mission, their expertise, business growth, leadership, and contribution to human awakening. Stick around to the end of the show. In 20 minutes, I'll reveal how you can be my next guest. Let's do it. Our today's guest is Robbie D'Angelo. He is a best-selling author. He's an international speaker. He is mental optimization coach and a human capital business consultant. So this is going to be interesting. <laughs> he empowers his clients to become confident and undeniable. So welcome, Robbie. Oh, I'm so excited to be here right now. I know, I know I'm not the typical guest for this podcast. <laughs> so I think that makes it even more exciting for me to be here. And thank you so much for having me on today. Oh, I'm so glad that we got to connect a little bit prior to this conversation. And we are going to dig in by looking in the alignment of oneself as the individual, like what your inner beliefs, your outer actions, what you say to the world, how does that connect to you being undeniable like what is it that needs to internally happen for that um to activate within oneself right and that's the thing like how you show up in the world is all about that story you tell yourself when you're by yourself what is that internal dialogue you're helping with yourself and that's really the manifestation the world is going to receive from you so this conversation today is so important because the more internal value we have, the more undeniable we are to the outside world. And when you say undeniable, can you kind of unpack that? Because it's an unusual term that, you know, kind of people guess what it means, but I want to hear kind of how you defined it. Yeah, absolutely. This actually started, I was working with a uh, small business owner and he was having trouble keeping and retaining his team. And they were fearful of speaking up and he was just having trouble with really unleashing the power of, you know, this, this five member team that he had. And I was like, Hey man, your job is to really make them feel undeniable, undeniable to their business. And he asked me like, what, like, what does that mean? I said, you have to like teach them how to have so much value within themselves, whether it be through a skill set, through this magical thing that we all lack called confidence 
and self-belief um, and really like minimizing fear to unleash their potential. So they're showing up every day full of spirit, full of power, full of this amazing energy. And they're showing up every day, just undeniable, bringing so much value that they're no longer scared of their future. They have an undeniable future because of their undeniable value. Oh, that is really interesting kind of mm, adjustment there of like how you're presenting it. And here we always talk about the wealth energetics of being sought after and the profit potential that it brings by being in that confidence space. So can you speak a little bit more about like, how do you see um, the presence of oneself in his or her business? How does that affect how they, let's say, attract opportunities or capital or clients? Like, where is that link from your perspective? For me, that is all about your energy. Um, most of the business that I do, and most of the times I get hired, whether it be speaking or coaching or consulting, the number one answer I get as like when I ask people, like, why did you hire me? The number one answer I get is your energy. Robbie, there's a ton of people that do what you do as far as working with mental optimization and mindset coaching. There's a ton of people in your field, but I haven't come across somebody with your energy yet. And for me, and a lot of people I'm willing to bet in like your audience that are listening to this right now, have a deep passion for what they do. But a lot of times this passion is buried under a lot of, whether we call it, you know, limiting beliefs or imposter syndrome, or the world's kind of beating you down and you've listened to some programming that you really shouldn't have in your computer system. Um, we've let these things really keep our passion really just kind of in a box. What would your passion look like if you unleashed it to your audience, you unleashed it to your potential clients, and you really showed them how much you care. You really show them how bad that you want change for them. You want to deliver your gift to them. What would happen if you showed up in that manner? Would you truly be able to convey that energy to them? And a lot of that is just getting rid of some of that past story and truly stepping in to that energy of, you know what? I deeply care. I want to change your life. And by you doing business with me, it'll be the best decision you ever make. Yeah. And that's a very good link you just made between passion and caring, because I think a lot of times in the industry, there's so much programming about passion as in be excitable, be extroverted, be this, be that. And a lot of women business owners are actually more introverted. You know, so kind of like there's two sides, right? There are some people who are like that, but there are many who are not. So caring, though. I mean, we do this because we care. <laughs> so that's an interesting link of the passion, like unlock your passion because you care. I'm an introvert too. Mm -hmm. And what made me become like a reformed introvert, right? My extrovertedness is a complete skill acquisition. It's something I had to work very, very hard to do over a long period of time because look, I'm not gonna lie. I grew up in a very shy, fat kid. So I had to go through a physical transformation. I had to go through a mental transformation. But a lot of what I do now and that piece that people see in me is because I know what happens when somebody says yes. I know what happens when somebody makes that decision to say, you know what, I'm ready to work with you. And that inside of me, like I have this deep burning passion because I want somebody to know what it feels like on the other side. And if they just say, yes, I can get them there. 
So like, that's the passion I'm talking about. And that's the care that I'm talking about is I care about the individual. I care about that person that says yes. And I know what I'm going to be able to do for them. I know what I'm going to be able to deliver. And that's what really comes out. And that's what you have to believe. And that's what you have to know inside of your heart that you're able to deliver. Yeah. And I think another big misconception is that introverts tend to be somehow like less confident. There are plenty of like, I'm a total introvert. And just like you, all my external extroverted skills are just very well acquired and practiced. Uh, (laughs) But I think the confidence is actually not necessarily related to being introvert or extrovert. Some people are confident because they are aligned and some people are not aligned. So they're not confident. And then the rest is just the personality trait. Would you agree? I would. And I'm glad you brought up that alignment piece because this is something that is really big with the work that I do. And when, I, when, I'm, when I'm speaking about alignment, one of the big questions I always ask people I'm working with is, what do you want? What do you, what do you want to create? What, what type of life, life first and business do you want to create? How do you want to live? What, when you leave this earth one day, when you leave this world one day, what do you want to be remembered for? Let's get really clear on the clarity piece of what we're trying to create and then make sure our actions are aligned with that. I call it the end of life vision. When you're on your deathbed, what story do you want to tell about your life? And if we can take aligned actions to that end of life vision, you know, you're living on purpose. And there's something that really special that happens when you wake up every day living with aligned purpose. And it's, it's magical when that happens. How would you define one's purpose? Because I think for a lot of people, they connect it to more like material stuff. Like, oh, my purpose is to create a nonprofit organization or my purpose is to, you know, do this with this business so I can leave it to my family or something. But like I see purpose in a much larger sense. So how do you define purpose? I was asking why. Why is that important to you? Mm-hmm. What, what, what in your past, what past story made that vision, that thing that you want to create important to you? Because, you know, purpose is really a lot deeper. Purpose is a lot more emotional than just a mission statement, right? It's a lot more personal than just another comma in your bank account or material objects. It's why do you want those things? Why is that important to you? And what we find by the research is relationships are the number one thing that everybody wants. It's the number one thing that we all find the most fulfilling deeply in our heart and that's a lot of times what our purpose points back to, whether it be family, um, whether it be a, a spouse or kids, or maybe some childhood trauma that relationship wounds that they need to heal there, they're trying to heal. Um, and you know, I say a lot of times, like what we seek as adults is what we didn't get as kids. And a lot of times your purpose can come from that. But it, it's really that why question. Why, why is this so important to you? Why is this what you're trying to create. And we can get some real deep emotional pull there that really propels us to having an undeniable future. Where do you think that why comes from for your clients? Like what's the source? It always comes from past stories. That, that's what I find um, with most of my clients. Like most of the vision they want to create is from, you know, maybe a time where they were in their darkest moment and they had to crawl out from the darkness, or maybe there was a time of trauma and their life. And now their mission is to heal others. Maybe they were around an environment that they saw was just really, really toxic and unhealthy. And then now it's their mission to solve that problem. A lot of times that why comes from past pain, right? That's why you hear so many times people talk about turn your pain into your purpose. 
And it's such a beautiful place to be. Um, So a lot of times that why just comes from your past stories that you've lived. And if you really start looking at like, what's the theme of my past pain? What's the theme of my past moments where I'd have done that for free, right? The work you'd have done for free. What what are the common themes and all that? And a lot of times when those things align, that's when you get your true purpose and your why. Yeah, and that leads right into becoming a leader of community because now you're gathering the resources from the inside to promote a vision, not just the concept of what you're materially building, right? Absolutely. And let's be honest, this this world of entrepreneurism, especially as a solo entrepreneur, small business owner, it's not easy, is it? There's times where you're just like, okay, I'm throwing in a towel. I'm done. I've had too I've had too much today. I'm just I'm ready to quit. It's not the easiest world to be in, especially with changing politics and climates and environment and you know monetary policy and all these things. So we need something deep inside of us that's going to you know really build our perseverance muscle and fuel our perseverance. That's why you know when I think about my personal why. If I think long and hard enough about it, it brings a tear to my eye because it's that emotional with me and it's that propelling, um, you know, motivationally to me. And that's really where we have to tap into. What would you say about the level of self-relationship that somebody must have in order to be successful in business in a larger sense, not just to like make ends meet, but actually work on the larger vision? Like what is the level of self-relationship required for that? Well, all the leaders I work with, one of the first things I make them understand is you can't lead anyone unless you can lead yourself, right? We, we, we can't help anyone unless we can help ourselves. And when we try to like force things to happen in our world, we're coming from a place of scarcity and lack. And we're, we're just really pushing, pushing, pushing. And what you find on the other side of that, it's kind of empty. Like, what, like I, you know, I, I added another common bank account or I scaled my business to X dollars, but like, why did I do all this? Like, what's the reason behind all this? And what I like to do pe- with people is get them out of force and get them into their power, get them into, Hey, what are you really great at? Where do you come alive? Where do you get into a state of flow where, like I said earlier, you would do this even if you weren't getting paid. And when people can tap into their natural power and release some of the wounds and some of the, you know, the past pain that's keeping them from tapping to that power, that's where you see somebody truly, truly come alive and bring so much value to the market that money is just a byproduct at that point. One of my favorite sayings is, especially like in our world, is the amount of money you make in this world is nothing more than a measuring stick of how many people you've helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how much value you've created in the world. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. This is, this is very true. And I think very needed for people to get that if they build this internal confidence, this internal relationship, when they feel that they can trust themselves and rely on themselves, that's actually what propels their business forward instead of just proper strategy and proper team and like all this mechanical stuff that of course is necessary in a business, but that in itself can make you a certain amount of money, probably can get you to six figures, but not necessarily past it in any kind of a legacy way without this internal understanding of oneself. So um, how would you say somebody establishes 
further, deeper connection to that inner drive that you're talking about, that passion? Would it be um, like I teach micro commitments and affirmations and energetical adjustments and like some other things like as tools, you know, to be able to stay on track. So it's not just willpower, like I'm going to will myself because I said so, but that it feels natural. So what would be like your way of how you help your clients do that? Yeah, one of my biggest, if we really want to get tactful, um, one of my biggest things that I'm a huge proponent of, and I truly believe that when we get good at it, not good at it, but when we practice it a lot, it really works, is just journaling. Mm-hmm. You know, really journaling on, hey, this is what I was going through today. This is the lessons I learned today. This is the thing that really held me back today. Like, this is the thing I struggled with today. And then from there, we're almost doing like a self diagnosis. And we're really tapping into what's going on inside of my head. What's holding me back? You know, right before I had the sales call today, whatever it is, I had this limiting belief or I went to go speak on stage today and I felt like an imposter. You know, when we really start tapping into that, because a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we're very good at external problem solving. We're very good at pushing through and we're very independent and we have a lot of masculine traits, but sometimes we have to sit back in our more feminine energy and really understand like, okay, What's really going on here? And I've I've said this before, like writing is digestion for the brain. A lot of times when we're very forward focused and we're 100 miles an hour, we never sit back and really evaluate what's going on in here. And we never really sit back and say, like, who am I? You know, what's really holding me back right now? Like, yeah, I've got a good business, but I want a great business. What's keeping me from having that great business? What what are the thought processes that are slowing me down? What do I believe is impossible? What do I believe is holding me back? Which probably 98% of it's crap. Um, but we have to sometimes sit back in our more feminine energy and really evaluate where we're at. One of my coaches one time called it um, throning. And, you know, you kind of see like in some of the movies, a, a king will just kind of sit on his throne and just be like in deep contemplation about the problems in his kingdom, which is very much like running a business. And he's just really thinking through the problems and how he can be a better king. And a lot of times entrepreneurs, even most of the female entrepreneurs I've worked with are very masculine in their energy. Let's go get things done. Let's accomplish our goals. We got this next meeting. Let's go, 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 go. But what happens if we could just slow down a little bit? Instead of taking one step at a four at a time, we slow down a little bit so we can take a giant leap forward. And a lot of times that leap is just you understanding what's holding you back. Well, you brought up the king on the throne, so we'll get back to that. But before that, uh, how would you suggest one deals with um, what is discovered? Like, for example, so she sat there, she tuned in, she figured it out. She could know now what's going on and how she felt. Maybe like she felt like an imposter. Maybe she felt insecure. Maybe like whatever her thing is. Let's say she's self-aware. What would she need to do from how you work with your clients to move past that into actually becoming undeniable. Yeah, absolutely. So when we look at like psychological models of change, the very first step in any change is hope and belief in a brighter future. So that's the first thing we have to understand is, is change possible? And one of the easiest ways to do that is like, okay, I'm struggling with, let's just use the example, imposter syndrome around speaking. Who am I to be speaking on stages? Well, let me ask you this. Has anyone ever struggled with imposter syndrome around speaking? Yes. Have they overcome it? Yes. Okay. So now I know it's possible. 
What did they do? Now, do I need to hire a coach? Do I need to take a course? Do I need to acquire new skills and actually build my power muscle in that, you know, whatever's holding me back? Like, what are the actual things that I need to improve to build my confidence so I can overcome that? But the very first thing we have to do is have hope and belief that change is possible. And now we know that change is possible. What do I actually need to do? What did they do? What did my coach do? What did my mentor do? Like, who can I reach out to to really understand how can I level up in this certain area? That makes sense. And I can also say that like a lot of the clients I see um, would have an issue more from the standpoint of like, okay, I have just this terror in my body. I know it's ridiculous. I know it doesn't matter and all of that. But like I myself, I used to throw up before going on stage and it just mm. happened for many years until my body got over it. <laughs> I still went on stage. I still presented, but it's, it's like a body response, but I have a willpower to match it. So I could just show up and do it anyway to almost like prove myself that I'm not going to die. But mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who might not have that kind of force behind them. So what would you suggest to them if they have this body response that they even know doesn't you know matter, but it's still there because it matters to the body because it fully believes it's going to be killed because, well, that Absolutely. happened in past lives. Yeah, like there, there's somatic breathing, there's somatic healing. There's so many things you could do to really get in touch with the body. But if we really just want to keep it short, really what the body's doing is the body's just sending you an alarm, right? You're about to go outside of my comfort zone. You're about to go into the unknown and I don't like it, right? That's what your body is alarming you. That's why you might have heightened breathing, sweaty palms, right? Like a lot of us will start sweating before we ever go step on stage just from our nervous system activating upset stomach is another alarm of our body saying, hey, I don't like this. This is unusual for me and I'm not comfortable here. So by just labeling it, oh, that's just an alarm. I'm safe. I'm okay. I got this. Like literally touching where you're feeling that anxiety come up, that feeling come up and just put your hand over it and start breathing and say, hey, I appreciate the alarm, but we're okay. We're safe. And we got this. Another one of my favorite things um, is I'm a huge, huge fan of immersion therapy. Um, for instance, like when people ask me, like, how did you get good speaking on stage? Well, I didn't get good speaking on stage by going on stage. I got good by speaking into my magical cell phone for like 15 seconds at a time. And I, I got really good at 15 seconds. And then I got a little better at 30 seconds. And then I got a little better at a minute. And I just started getting more comfortable speaking. I would go to Toastmasters. I would go to chambers of commerce. I would do these little things to get ready for the bigger things. And by immersing yourself in very little exposures to that fear, you start to realize, oh, this isn't so scary. The saber tooth tiger is not going to eat me. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. Immersion therapy is, is a beautiful practice. And you just start really, really small with whatever that fear is. And you slowly start building your muscle and whatever that fear is. Yeah, it's like training your body with the micro commitment to we're still going to do it and we're going to see that, you know, it's okay. And then it builds up over time. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's go back to the king part because that was cool. So the way that um, I do it through the soul design is that you kind of can separate this uh, leadership position in the tribe in the community by there is the king and then there is a vizier so the king is the one who like the owner the landowner who who 
has the bigger vision. And the vizier is like in business, it would be like the president and the CEO. So the CEO would be the one that in control of all the details and doing everything. And I find that we kind of have to have both if we're getting to the next level of business. And majority of people just get stuck in the CEO part when micromanaging and details. So can you speak to that, like, sort of like, how do you not kill the CEO within you, but still become a king? (laughs) Right. I mean, as entrepreneurs and business owners, we really want to get in a position where we're like the head coach, we're the king, right? And we're calling the plays. And I, I know I'm using a football analogy, um, with a group of women, but I think you understand what I'm saying. Um, we want to get into a place where we're the visionary, where we're the idea maker, where we're just we're, we're pointing in the directions like, hey, team, let's go this way. But what I find a lot of people have a hard time getting there is because as entrepreneurs, as small business owners, this is our baby. And I love controlling my baby. And it's that letting go of control thing that is one of the hardest things for small business owners and entrepreneurs to do is saying, hey, you know what? I'm giving you the responsibility of this task. I'm giving you the authority to carry out this mission. I want this mission completed. Here's how you do it. And I'm giving you the responsibility of doing it and then actually letting them do it, right? Because so many so many business owners and entrepreneurs, we, we end up drowning in priorities and we're never free to do what we do best. My, my business team, they know this like, hey, look, I'm best when I'm coaching, speaking, and consulting. Like when I'm solving problems, I'm at my highest and best self. I am not at my highest and best self doing accounting. I'm not at my highest and best self doing marketing. That's not me. And when I do that, my creative spirit gets drained. And I, I get in this analytical, like this analytical, like just go, go, go state. And I stop being me. But if I stop being me, I'm no longer bringing my gift to the world. So, so many times we have to put people in place that allow us the full, like to step into our full capacity of bringing our gift to the world and understanding like, this is what I'm good at. This is what I do. And this is what brings me alive. Who can I put in place to take this off my plate so I can go be this person? And then you have to let go of a little bit of control. Yeah, and that brings us right back to the why, isn't it? Absolutely. Like That's why you have to have important why. That's why you have to have that vision of what you're trying to create. It's so important because you know most entrepreneurs and business owners, they are the conduit restricting their business. They are what's keeping their business from getting the next level. So how can we release that flow, step into our potential while letting others do what they do best? Yeah. And when we understand what the bigger picture is and why we're doing it, it might be easier to let go of control, right? It is because now I know like if my mission is to help a lot of people, if I don't like accounting and I'm doing accounting all the time, I'm not helping people. So if the vision is to help a lot of people, I need to be in a position of helping a lot of people. I don't need to be in a position of doing busy work, right? If I get paid, let's just say $500 an hour, and I can hire an accountant for $50 an hour, why am I doing $50 an hour work when I need to be going making $500 an hour money and helping a lot of people by doing that? Yeah, and that connects to the undeniable part, right? Because then you're in your zone of genius, so you're actually being what you were explaining earlier from that standpoint, undeniable. So would you say that that creates a ease in inflow of things to you in order to then lead? 
Well, what it is, it puts you back into alignment. Mm-hmm. It puts you back into alignment with your power, your gifts, and everything that makes you great. And that's what, when I, when I teach somebody how to be undeniable, I'm really looking at how can I make you more powerful? How can I increase your confidence? When I say power, what I mean is when I say power, it's your ability to turn ideas into reality, mm-hmm. right? That's what makes you powerful. So how can I get you into that place? And it's not by doing yard work, right? It's not by folding clothes. It's not by accounting and all these other things. Like how can I get you into a confident, powerful place where you can execute on your ability to change lives? So how can we get you there and what's holding you back from stepping into that? Oh, well, this is really, really great. And I think this is such a good connection. We kind of went full circle from the uh, leadership piece into the why and all these journey back to the undeniable. So um, I know you have a free gift for our audience that would somehow put all of this together for them and take them deeper in the journey. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Um, And it's so fun. We talked about why so much. Um, during today's talk, but I just finished putting together how to dial in your undeniable why. And it's it's really, it's it's not just a, hey, here's how you formulate the sentence. No, this is a deep dive into your past stories, what's made you great, what's held you back. Like, let's really look at how you want to change the world and make sure you're in alignment of that. So the easiest way to get that, guys, is go follow me on social media, send me a message that says why, and I will send you that today right now. Awesome. Well, this is Robbie D'Angelo and his website is RobbieD'Angelo.com. You can follow him. All the social media links are in the show notes and you can get this free gift. And this would be very awesome to dive into why we do what we do to really create that internal leadership and being undeniable. So thank you so much for being here today with us. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today and I appreciate your attention. This has been absolutely amazing. And I I hope we delivered a lot of value to your audience. But once again, thank you so much, ma'am. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Conscious Coaches on a Mission. If you are a successful coach, mentor, or a healer who would like to be a guest on my podcast, please visit transcensiongate.com slash podcast. Are you the type of person who loves to help? If you got something out of this interview, I would love you to share this episode on the social media. Just take a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Would love for you to shout us out on Facebook and Instagram at Eugenia Oganova. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on the social media and let them know about the show. And please include the hashtag Conscious Coaches on a Mission. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. I'm regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and the guests. It means a lot. Want to know more? Go to my website, transcensiongate.com, to advance your consciousness and scale your business in a sustainable way using wealth energetics and soul design. And join my Facebook group called High Ticket Clients Energetics for Spiritual Coaches. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you next time.